Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to another amazing segment here on GEMS Podcast. With me today is a special guest, Dr. Sharzad Naravi, and I'm going to tell you a little bit more about my special guest. And you already know me, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp, the founder and host of the platform. So Dr. Sharad Naravi is a business psychologist, master certified coach, also known as an MCC, and founder and CEO of Strategy Meets Performance a business consulting firm that partners with leaders of mid-sized to Fortune 500 organizations to help them create engaging, innovative, and productive cultures. Dr. Naravi has been named Trailblazer of the Year, Citizen of the Year, and a voice to listen to for driving positive change in her community. And today we're going to look at the three model approach to driving a strong, powerful culture. And we're going to dive in to the second model, which is drive it. So without further ado, please welcome Dr. Sharzad Noravi to GEMS podcast. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. My pleasure, Dr. Sharzad, and I definitely want to give the audience a chance to connect with you in a fun and personal way before we dive into the meat of the segment. So I like to give two options. The first option is we could do an icebreaker, or the second option, we could play a rapid fire 10 question game. What What are you in the mood for? Um, What was the first one? An icebreaker? Um, I don't know. I feel like I'd be doing a bigger challenge if I did the 10 question one. Okay, so we're going to do rapid fire. No, I'm scared. (laughs) Don't be scared. So we're doing rapid fire with Dr. Naravi and Genesis. Question number one. What is your favorite food? Uh, My favorite food has to be Iranian kebab okay question two do you prefer to cook in a glamorous kitchen or are you the doordash uber eats and grubhub type of doctor um 70 percent. i like to cook i think it's uh it, it feels good to go and buy the produce and um, prepare the food and share it with your loved ones and 30%, I love to order in Thai food or sushi and just uh, enjoy it and be done with it. Question three, dream car, dream home, or if you're like me and a bit selfish, both. <laughs> uh, let's go big, both. Question four, if you could recreate any significant moment in your life, what would it be and why? Mm. Um, it would be moments I had with my father, who's no longer here with us. And uh, as a result of that experience, I savor every moment with my mother and my in-laws. 
I love that. And I can completely resonate with that sentiment because I lost my dad. It'll be two years this November. Oh, it's so fresh. I'm so sorry. Oh. Question five. What is your happy place? Mm. Um, I have a few happy places. One is with family and my husband and my Siberian Husky doggy and my, you know, siblings and my niece and nephew. So one is with family. Um, another one is on the tennis court with the sun, beautiful and blue skies. And I am working on perfecting a skill and it just makes me feel so alive. Question six. If you could have lunch or dinner with any person, past or present, who would it be? Mm. Um, maybe Michelle Obama. Question seven. I know you're an author and you have something amazing out. Did you know you always wanted to write a book? Mm, good question. It was, it started formulating in my mind when leaders who I would be working with and giving talks for would ask me, you know, what's the best way to go about working on our culture? Culture is big. It feels ambiguous. Where do we start? How do we know we're doing a good job? How do we maintain it? And it was over the years as I heard these questions that it just started formulating in my mind the outline of the book and the steps. And so there did come a point where I put pen to paper and I started, I literally put pen to paper. I wrote a lot of the book physically because um, that's how I was able to channel it um, and channel my creativity. But yeah, it was through a series of conversations that I knew that's what I had to do next. Amazing. Question eight, if you could go back in time and give your younger self a piece of advice, what would it be? Mm. you'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Question nine. If you could donate to three charities of your choice because you just came across a windfall of money, what charities are you contributing to? Oh, great question. So there's two organizations I've been supporting very closely over the years. One is Room to Read, and they build schools and libraries in developing countries. And I was particularly interested because there are um, many countries where after the fifth or sixth grade, there's just no more school for the girls. And the girls go to the farm, and they help the family, and they get married off early, and they don't get an education, and the cycle continues. And so Room to Read is one I've been involved with both as a past president and also contributing every year. So that's one. The other one is just in time for foster youth. And that's again for youth. And um, so many um, kids, young, young people, when they term out of the foster care system at 18, who's caring for them? We have to be there for them. And this organization, Just in Time for Foster Youth, does just that and helps them with job training and life and skills training. And um, I appreciate them so much. And then the third one would probably be around cancer research. 
Yeah, I, all of those sound amazing. And the cancer research really resonated with me because I, one of my family members is currently um, undergoing mm. her treatments and she just had a bone marrow transplant, which was such a blessing because sometimes you're on the list for a long time and hers came like real, hers came um, really quickly. So we're just so grateful for the person. And I just can't wait till we hit the one year mark so we could actually mm. meet the person and thank them for helping so I what love a blessing. That. Congrats to you on that. Thank you. So I, I really love those organizations and I actually wrote them down so I could look up, look them up. So room to read organization just in time for foster youth and anything pertaining to cancer. Mm -hmm. And now question 10, it's our pass or play question. So if you pass, the roles are reversed and you get to ask me a question. If you choose to play, I ask one last question to wrap up rapid fire. So do you want to pass or play? Oh, um, I'll play. Okie dokie. I thought I would get the question and then decide. <laughs> So I see your book is in the background. You just had a book launch and I just love the color and the pop that you have on your book cover. So what was the inspiration behind the cover art? Oh, thank you for asking that. So my logo is a tree with deep roots. And one of the things I've shared with clients over the years, when they share situations where they feel nervous or unsettled or not sure of their next step is how can we get grounded and rooted in our strength and at the same time keep growing so rooted and growing is a philosophy that I believe in I've studied mindfulness for over 10 years since the illness and passing of my father and um it informs so much of my philosophy and I wanted to have it represented in the book because as leaders, as humans, how do we acknowledge and appreciate our strengths and our past experiences as difficult as they may have been that have brought us our power today and be lifelong learners and keep growing. Amazing. And thank you for sharing that. And I was really intentional in looking at the cover of your book because I see that the leaves on the trees are actually handprints. And when I think about your hand, each one of us has a different fingerprint and it's because we're unique and we're authentic. And it's like with our hand, we can make imprints, but out of the imprints we're making, how are we impacting and changing the world? Because each one of us has mm -hmm. something inside of us to be a world changer and that's the power of knowing who you are and not whose you are so I was just really looking at the tree and just the roots and just everything and then when I got in closer I was like wow those are handprints and they look like the handprints of kids and I just I love color and I think it's just so magical you well you get it and you get me I um see as part of the hands a symbol that we can bring our unique voice to every situation that we are in. Oftentimes we don't speak up and we can, we may not get the outcome we want and that's not what it's about. It's about expressing ourselves. And I feel like when it comes to culture, every person should share their voice. 
And um, I don't just believe in a top-down approach and uh, that is symbolized here. So I, I feel so great that you get it. Thank you. And um, I just love like just bringing in cultures because my dad was South American and my mom is West Indian. So just seeing my parents, you know, migrate mm -hmm. to the US and having to work as hard as they did and people judge you because of your skin color and not really understanding who you are. Or if you speak another language, they ask, why did you come to this country? But is this country yours to own? And there's just so many things um, that just make me so flabbergasted and just having to deal with what I went through working in corporate for 15 years. And 12 of those were in oil and gas and energy. And I feel like we each deserve a rightful place to be here. And you're not the one to single out an individual because they're different or they came from somewhere else. Absolutely. So and how we could create an inclusive workplace, Genesis, where that is valued and appreciated, right? And I was recently in a group conversation and one woman, um, she's from Mexico and she kept saying, oh, sorry, I don't speak that, I don't speak English that well. And she spoke perfectly well, in my opinion. And, and I shared with her, so what are you apologizing for? You have learned a second, maybe third language, and you are communicating with us. There's no reason to apologize for who you are and what you're expressing. And I think we really need to welcome that among everyone from different cultures and genders and backgrounds and ethnicities. That's something to be celebrated. And should we observe that it's not. And like you said, if people are putting someone down because of who they are, we need to speak up. Absolutely. And that is a great way to segue into your drive it model, which is part of that three model approach to really driving a strong, powerful culture, because I think each one of us needs to really become who we were created to be yes. because if not we're going to get left behind or our dreams and visions are going to end up in the graveyard and I know that sounds morbid but that's what happens because if you think about all the lives that are no longer here with us how many of them actually ignited their dreams mm -hmm. and truly walked out their purpose so I know you're going to share some great content with us. So I'm turning it over to you to really break down that drive it uh, model. And y'all, we're in for a treat because we're doing something different this go around. We're actually going to have a screen share where Dr. Naravi is going to share her content with us. And we're doing it ever so gently. It will not impact the video. Um, and if you want to make sure on the second button of your video that you press, you know how there's four choices. If you press the second one, you could pull the screen bigger. Okie dokie. So, so there's, there's hide thumbnail, there's show active speaker, do that one. And then in the corner, you're able to drag the video and make it bigger. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So um, before I get into the drive-it model, I just want to um, ground everyone in the three-model approach that I have in my book. And it's watch it, and they're all acronyms because that, I think, makes it memorable and it was making it easier to structure. And so watch it, I'm going to show you each one and then we'll dive into drive it. Watch it is a model to examine your company culture. 
And it talks about walking around, asking people how things are going, getting feedback. There's many things about how to handle one's ego when we do that, because it could hurt a little bit when you get feedback that there's something about your culture that isn't going so well, but it's very important information and there's nowhere to go but up and how to take charge of yourself and growing your culture. And I actually have four checklists that a person can use on their own or with a group of people to look at the culture. One is the physical environment. One is the group dynamics. Who's speaking in meetings? Who's not speaking? What's missing? Um, The company communication, what messages are you getting from the top leadership about the vision and the strategy and the values? And um, the last one includes how to look at the culture and um, the communication throughout. So that's the watch it model. The drive it model is a coaching model. And I'm going to specifically go into that in just a moment because I thought, how can I create a tool where people can coach one another? You could coach yourself using this and it produces better outcomes, right? Oftentimes leaders feel like they have to tell someone what to do, but if someone is stuck, and they want to become better, maybe you can coach them and they have the answer in them. And so I'll talk about that in a moment. The last one, the walk-in model, this is how to make sure your senior team is aligned. Oftentimes the CEO may say one thing and then the CFO behind the door says, no, we're not doing that or don't worry about that. And it gets to the employees. And listen, we don't like it. Employees don't like it. We want to see alignment at the top of every organization that we're involved with, what involved with, whether it's in our community or our job. And so this model helps leaders really have honest conversations with one another in the boardroom that are respectful, that they speak up and they come to decisions and they agree. Even if one person says, I don't love it, but I will support you. That's really important. So that those are the three models and going back to the drive it model, I'm going to actually share a document which has questions. And I love how you have it set up because it's like, watch it. So you're observing it, then you're driving it, then you're walking it. So observe, drive, and then the walk it, like really taking those actionable steps is what I gathered. Yes, that was exactly my intention. And the walk it, the main thing is walk the talk. We want all of our leaders, including our family members, our parents to walk the talk, right? And it's not what you say, it's what you do. And so I really wanted to make it very actionable. And so um, the drive it model um, has these steps And I have sample questions. You could use these exact ones or rework them to, um, you know, work for your situation. The first step, determine the challenge, is asking questions of the person. Sometimes people know exactly what's bothering them. And sometimes, you know, you just feel some kind of way and you have it in the back of your mind, but you don't know what about a situation is really bothering you or an incident happened and someone said something, you just, you are not sure what is bugging you about it, but something is bugging you. And so um, this could be helping the person discover that, you know, 
what would you like to be different? How are things now? What have you worked? What has worked? You know, when you have dealt with this, if you had a magic wand, what would you make happen for this situation? Is there anything you need to let go of? Sometimes the answer is to just have acceptance and have surrender because there's certain situations for a certain period of time, we may not be able to change. So how can we change ourselves? It starts with you. Um, the second step reflecting on what making this change would mean to you is an opportunity to dream. So let's say you got this goal. Let's say you started the business that you've always dreamed of. Let's fast forward two years. What's happening? What's your day-to-day -day life look like? Describe a perfect day. What are you doing? And when we are able to imagine something, it's, it's almost like our brain believes it and we start attracting it to our life. This is why I encourage people to make vision boards. Have you ever made one, Genesis? Yes, I love vision boards. And um, you could do it the old school way with just getting a cardboard and just cutting out things out of magazine. Or now with Canva, you could make a digital vi a vision board and print it out. But um, I love how you're talking about visualization because if you don't visualize your end, you won't know how to reverse engineer it to take steps to get there. Exactly. And see, now you've got me in the mood to do it on Canva because my past five that I've done over the last 10 years have been on a, um, you know, poster board and I've collected my images and I use spray glue and then I um, laminated them. <laughs> so <laughs> I've gotten really creative with it, but it's a chance to honor that which you have and that which you want. And um, a lot of my clients, when we had these workshops um, around visioning and have creating vision boards, they went home and did, did it with their families. And so it's a really beautiful exercise. And, um, you know, another thing you could do is write a letter to your future self. Well, it's a letter from your future self, like three years from now, telling you all the great things that are going on as you've reached your dream. And you write it, you seal it, put it somewhere safe. And that's another way of just dreaming and putting it out there. And so many people have done that and they found it later and they said, oh my God, so much of that came true. Typically when I do workshops, I'll, um, and people fill it out and seal the envelope, I'll put it away for six months and then I drop it in the mail. And they're like, what is this? And they tell me so much of it um, improved. Um, the I is invite a new way of thinking. And oftentimes, Genesis, you know this, I'd love to hear your thoughts. When we're stuck, there's a story we're telling ourselves about it, right? So it could be, I don't know how to do that thing to start a business or that person's impossible. It'll, I'll never be able to make it work and um, to improve the relationship. And so we have to take a step back and ask ourselves, how are we looking at this? Is this the best way? Might there be another way? What do you think? So whenever I think about your eye, I think about the paradigms, like what type of paradigm are you listening to? And is that paradigm really adding value to you? Or is it causing you to be distracted and derail from the task at hand and the mission up ahead? 
And so whenever you think about the I, I want to think about things that are innovative. I want to think about things that um, allow my ideas to flourish, where I don't don't just take my ideas from an idea standpoint, but I make it um, into a concept and I'm building upon it and I'm actually seeing it come to fruition. And I do come from a religious and spiritual background. So whenever I really see the eye, I was like, okay, it reminds me of the eye of the needle. Um. And if you think about that, if you're playing darts, everyone wants to hit that solid circle because it's like bullseye. So you really have to find your clarity within the eye. You have to be focused. And with focus comes persistent, persistency, consistency, and determination. Mm, I love that. Yeah. And here's the thing. If there's something you want to do, give it your all go big and don't be overly attached to outcomes because you may get an outcome that's great, but different than the one that you wanted. But if you know you gave it your all, you know, it's a chance to reframe failure, right? Often, I don't even use that word. People will say, what if I fail? What does that exactly mean? Because there's so many outcomes that come that are part of our path. And if you've, have you ever read The Alchemist? I have not, but is that by Bob, Bob Proctor? No, um, I don't have the author off the top of my head, but it's a bestseller, The Alchemist. It's a short story, very short, very memorable. And it's about how there are things in our path that are meant to be in our path until we get to the end of that particular journey. And we always think it should be this linear line but there's so much learning along the way that is more powerful than we would recognize. And um, you are growing. We're growing through every process. I love that. And I always tell some of my clients is just think of life as a roller coaster. There's going to be highs and lows. There's going to be zigzags. There's going to be ups and downs. But what are you learning at each point in life? Mm -hmm. And how can you take those life lessons and build upon it? Because that's where your personal development comes. But when you have that personal development, it helps in the professional development as well. Yeah. And then um, the other ones valiantly get out of your comfort zone is being really clear when you're doing something new, you probably didn't have the natural energy for it at some point, and you'll have to get out of your comfort zone, right? So me writing this book was one thing, but then the whole marketing aspect of it and being on social media all the time and getting everyone excited about it. I normally post of pictures of nature, like mindfulness, nature meditation. And here I am posting about the book all the time. It was a bit out of my comfort zone. Now I'm seeing I kind of like it. You know, it, it's fun. People like when you share um, big goals and inspire them. So um, in the beginning, some things may be hard, but that's okay. It's part of the process. Um, engage support is huge because there are family and friends and colleagues and future colleagues who want to help us. And, and it's okay to ask for help and also be there for others when they want to grow. And um, initiate the first step is all about 
what's one tiny step that you can take? Whether it's looking something up online, contacting an old friend to ask about this thing you wanna do. And then um, transform my thinking to prepare for challenges. This kind of reminded me of what you were just saying. Any big goal is gonna have the ups and downs, like you said, the tough days. Why don't we proactively know that? And that way we're less surprised and we'll you know, be able to say, oh, there's that tough day, right? So if someone asked me, Sharzad, how do I go about writing a book in the very beginning stages, I would share, you know, start writing it, whether it's writing it, whether it's typing it, whether it's dictating it, do it the way that feels natural to you. And there are times you may feel stuck. So, and I would give suggestions for what to do around those times. So just by talking to people, we get some clues and we see, oh, okay, yeah, she warned me about this. Okay, I'm okay. Absolutely. And I love how you took the time to really go through the drive it method and for the community, um, Dr. Naravi, she actually challenged me, me, yes, the host to doing this screen share. And it's been so great because I like how not only was I able to see it, but for those who are listening to it on the video component, you'll be able to see this as well. And you could really take notes and have your own reflection period based on the content that was delivered today, because that is going to be an action step in order for this to stick to with you and to stick today, you must begin to write down how each one of these um, evokes something in you. What did you feel when you heard it? How are you going to apply it in your personal life? How are you going to apply it in your business? Whether you're building a side hustle or maybe you're working for an employer and then you're building your business on the side to really make that transition in order to have true transformation. And now we're going to jump into the CTA part of the conversation, which is the call to action. So Dr. Naravi, what is your call to action for our audience outside of, of course, we're going to tell them to get the book and support you, but do you have a challenge for them or something that will cause them to just, you know, get up and say, you know what, I need to watch it, drive it and walk it. Thank you for that question. My call to action might be different for a person who is a company leader than someone who is working in an organization or um, maybe even in school. And if you're working in an organization as a leader, um, my, my call to action is learn these models, the watch it, the drive it, the walk it, and see where it is happening in your organization and things are going well and see where there might be some gaps. Have conversations with people in your company and ask them some of these questions you see on the checklists and take the temperature. And you'll be on one hand pleasantly surprised at what you'll find. There are things people will appreciate that you don't even realize. And there may be some suggestions that you think, I didn't even realize that. That is great. And so that would be my call to action for leaders. For everyone else, you know, think about what's next for you. Here we are in the middle of the year. And is there a project that you've been interested in? Is there something in fitness 
or sports you are interested in, because I think that is so important for our mental and emotional well-being, of course, for our physical well-being. But, you know, might there be some new thing that you want to pick up? Might there be an instrument? Might there be a family member you want to spend more time with or friends that live so far away? Maybe you talk to them a little bit during the pandemic and now it's dropped off. What's something that will give you more purpose in your life? That's the call to action to think about that and look at the drive it model and walk yourself through it or have a share it with your family member or partner or spouse or colleague and say, Hey, can you coach me? Because there's this thing I have on my mind. That would be the call, the call to action for everyone. I love it. And Dr. Naravi, how can they connect with you via your website once again? And where do you primarily hang out on social media? Thank you. So um, you could contact me at a powerfulculture.com. So my company is strategymeetsperformance.com. But I think you'll remember if you're driving and listening to this, a powerfulculture.com. And that's where um, you'll see my contact information and um, different articles. And um, I hang out on LinkedIn and Instagram regularly these days. Amazing. All of your contact information will be in the show notes. And Dr. Naravi, I want to thank you so much for coming on here, challenging me and sharing the powerful content that you did today. Audience, make sure you go grab a copy of the book and grab one for a friend that, you know, needs to submerge themselves in this information because you may not be in a leadership spot today, but you can effectively lead from any chair, no matter where you are, because we were, are all created to lead in some capacity. So really focus inwardly. And once you focus inwardly, then you'll be able to materialize it externally to really show up as your authentic true self. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe and follow. We're on 40 plus platforms and you can see the video content on our YouTube channel, which is at GEMS, G-E-M-S with Genesis Amaris Kemp on YouTube. And lastly, but not you, lastly, but not least, I want to remix this and say, where would I be without my supporters? You know, I only think about you. So if there is a topic you want to hear, let me know so I could go source that subject matter expert and bring them into the community so they could bring content that is educational, inspirational, and motivational as it fits into the core pillars. And I want to thank you for your consistent support. Because of you, we're now ranked in the top 2% globally out of 2.8 million podcasts per www.listennotes.com. So until the next guest, next episode, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day and go take those challenges. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, 
Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcast.